a todos y bienvenidos a un episodio nuevo de Wrist Cheese Radio. Uh, how is everybody doing tonight? I promised everybody I would do the ep uh, intro in Spanish again. Uh, I kind of laid, laid that one out there as a joke in the story, but for the sake of having a good time, I thought I'd bring it in that way. I'm your host, Brodinky. With me as always, or not recently, but usually, is my good <laughs> friend, the Schmidt man. Schmidt, how's your hiatus been, bud? Uh, it's been good, man. It's uh, good to be back, finally recording uh, an episode after a two-week hiatus. It felt like forever. Yeah. Um, but doing a lot of traveling, did some uh, some vacation time with the fam. So it's good to be back, good to be recording an episode, and uh, we have a lot to catch up on. So um, thank you to our guests, uh, Matt McD, and uh, uh, our other guests as well for holding it down in my absence. I sincerely do appreciate it. Um, but yeah glad to be back yeah glad to have you back um you know the 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 takes aren't quite as spicy without you and uh <laughs> in your home for the horological hot takes taboo topics and often unpopular watch opinions yes. here on rich cheese radio um yeah no it was a good two weeks i had a lot of fun thanks again to those who, who hopped on with us and those who kind of uh stuck it out on those episodes with us i know kind of unconventional for wcr but you know, you kind of got to make do with what you got, right? I I don't know how, uh, I, I guess it's a lot easier when podcasting is your job to show up every day, but when it's not and you have an actual job or a family or whatever it might be, it's, it's, uh, it's a little less easy to be around every time. I know I have somehow by some God's grace, but understandably, especially somebody who travels like you do, understandably it, uh, it makes sense that that maybe just maybe you wouldn't hit every single episode. It's it's certainly a struggle, and and I don't really like missing. I mean, I think uh, in the grand scheme of what we've recorded over the years, uh, or the, I should say, the last year year or two at this point, um, there's only a few episodes. But yeah, you know. Such is life, and, and we got to do what we got to do. So, unfortunately, couldn't be there for the last couple, but I'm here now. So, on episode 80, things. my friend, eight zero. 80, 80, 80. It's crazy to think about it, but we're, we've been doing it for 80 episodes. It's amazing. Even crazier to think about by the time people are hearing this, 100,000 people will have downloaded Rich Cheese Radio. That <laughs> is crazy to think about. I can't I can't even imagine. I mean, again, it's just it's so it's so amazing to me. We had talked about this so long ago as being a joke that, you know, we would eventually be canceled right off the bat and to be here basically on our eightieth episode with a hundred thousand downloads pending, very, very close. Um it's amazing. Yeah, so where thank we you. stand here on Cinco de Mayo, if you didn't get it by the intro, um, where we stand, <laughs> yes. we're some, somewhere around ninety nine thousand eight hundred downloads, and I've been I've been sort of uh, so joking, close. I've been sort of joking around with Dana all week if she'll she'll be the hundred thousand hundred thousandth episode download or not because it's going to be close, it's going to come down to the wire. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, you know, if she really wants it, she'll just leave it on loop and let it go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, hey you know it's fine with me thank you again dana for stepping in yeah she was great honestly a lot of people a lot of people give a, a lot of really nice feedback about it and 
she she was awesome. I'm just gonna say this. Listening, you know, listening to back to episodes, which is always weird for me when I miss to like listen to you guys have a conversation without me. Um, it's so interesting, but uh, I really, really enjoyed the last two episodes and, and Dana especially. Um, I think it was a very cool conversation. She seems very down to earth. So uh I would love to I would love to talk and chat with her at some point too. Yeah, hopefully uh if you do make it up here for wind up weekend, I can uh, introduce the two of you. So that would be great. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, uh let's get into some new stuff. Um yeah, not a ton of news lately, I got to say. Uh I th- I think the biggest story and it's kind of a non-story for me is that uh James Harden bought Joel Embiid a you're the MVP Rolex. Uh, uh yeah, yeah, the day date, right? Dude, um, like, I don't know why this is a surprise to people. Like Steph Curry did it. Like these guys, yeah. that's what they do. Like you know, you're you, you do you accomplish something. At this point, these guys with the contracts they're making now, some of them upwards of forty, fifty million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. That Rolex is a joke to them, and they can get it. Because they have connections and they have people in the industry that can source some of those pieces. Well, yeah, and if you saw like uncut gems, right? Like they all, they all have connects somewhere that they can. Yeah, yeah. That was such a crazy move. That's <laughs> such a solid with, move. with I, Kevin Garnett. And he I makes really, his I really was on the fence about whether that was going to be a really good movie or not because you know Sandler. He, I love him, but he's put out some kind of odd stuff in recent memory mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know i i know he won't, he's trying to be maybe some some wholesome guy you know putting out some wholesome family stuff which is fine but like you know he's it hasn't hit like when you i guess when you come in with the likes of billy madison and happy gilmore it's it's gonna be yeah. tough to keep that going i mean he had a you know big daddy was good little nicky's fun but just to keep that going for a long time i guess that i guess it's a tough task right so hearing he was coming out with a pretty serious movie, I was like, all right, I'll uh, I'll reserve my judgment. But overall, a really tense, dramatic and uh, fun movie, I thought. I mean, especially if you're if you are into, uh, you know, whether it's betting, gambling, whatever, like that movie is like a rush because you've been, you, you know, you probably haven't been there with the stakes he's playing. But still, like mm-hmm, you, you've mm-hmm. been on the edge of your seat before <laughs> yeah you know it's just a super tense ride the whole way through yeah yeah and uh did you hear the rumor that uh will ferrell's doing a golf movie and sandler's gonna be making a cameo appearance as uh as happy gilmore oh that's probably gonna be hysterical i will definitely go see that i would be totally so it's kind of a rumor it's not confirmed yet but that's kind of the word on the street and i would be ready for that 100 percent yeah and actually his other his other more recent movie where was, he was serious too that movie hustle that was another solid movie yeah he's the uh agent or yes agent? that was a great Coach. movie actually I can't what he is, yeah but yeah no he was he was really good in that. so uh yeah i don't know how we got on adam sandler but <laughs> it will look i like adam sandler a lot i think i do too guy. i do too um he's got the boy's got range okay He's yeah, got, no, he's, he's got rain. Hey, he was a if you remember, he was a musical act at one point. His his original comedy, he had a guitar and he used to play like the Hanukkah song. Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah, had a yeah, lot, yeah. he used to release CDs of like funny skits and songs. And like me and my friends used to buy them because they, they had inappropriate words in them, and we would we'd be in the seventh grade on the bus laughing at it because you know he says dirty things, but mm-hmm. 
you know, he, he started off as like a, a very musically inclined comic. I mean, he was on SNL and everything, but just interesting to see sort of how his career has unfolded. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, no, I got I got here through Joel Embiid. Anyway, uh, I I don't really care that these guys <laughs> gift each other Rolexes or whatever. It's fine, good for them. But like, it's almost non-news. Who like, you know, if they gifted if they gifted each other something really strangely, watch guy, I would be more impressed and I would care more. But it, you mean like a Chapek or like a like something, a yeah something, something way off the reservation. Yeah, exactly. It's like oh look, we we bought the bargain bin uh, day date. Wow, and I had it engraved. How nice! Yeah, but uh, was, but yeah, other than like that, MVP twenty three or something like that. Yeah. yeah, other than that, I mean, not a not a ton of news coming out lately. Um, we got some decent new drops on the docket. Some of them pretty interesting. Um, I guess let's start with uh, Nevada here. For some reason, I feel like we talk about them every week. I mean, they they just keep dropping more and more watches, and they're all <laughs> we were talking about this before. They're all pretty dope. They keep dropping heat, is what they keep dropping. That's that's just the reality. So they have this uh, Antarctic diver, which is a again a reissue of an old watch. Um, they kind of teased it; it's coming out later this month. It's a really neat looking watch. It's it's got a lot going on, sort of almost in the the vein of if you think about an old Fifty Fathoms or an old Seamaster uh, Three Hundred or some mm-hmm. of the newer Certina uh, DS. With the, yeah, the DS action divers, yeah. yep, like that's what th- these remind me of. But it's just because it has a lot, a lot going on. I like that they have sort of a almost like a, a dark mustard loom. It looks like on this, yeah. It's not, it's not really. It doesn't look too much like Fotina. It just looks like dark loom, but it looks really good. Red tip secondhand it has a cyclops. I like the cyclops. It doesn't bother me at all. I know some people hate it. Um, sort of comes on their their sort of signature beads of rice that they've thrown on everything at this point, but. Um, you know, I like it. I like it a lot. I think like everything they put out, it's just very well thought out, well put together. It it has their design language. It's oftentimes a callback, but not a copy. And I, I just like what they're putting out, man. Yeah. It, it, it's hard to fault this, man. It's everything that they put out is a banger. It's an absolute win. It's so vintage. It feels, you know, very unique and special, but it's it's so it's so quintessentially Nevada. They have their own style, and I'm, you know, looking at their back catalog and what they what they tease and showcase to us. It's amazing that they even went anywhere, because everything that they produce is so unique to them. I mean, you talk about some of their, you know, their their spider dials with the crazy funky you know hour markers and indexes, and they tease the new one of those too. They did with this with a salmon dot. Yep. You think about you know the 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 F seventy seven, which just recently came out. I mean, all these watches are so unique to their own design language that it's just like, man, how how did they ever become irrelevant at one point? You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. It's it's hard to fathom that they got basically phased out more or less. Yeah, because all of these watches are heat like. <laughs> Every single one that comes out, I'm like, I kind of want this. I kind of want this. I know. I kind of want. And, and it sucks because no, there, there's no different. Yeah, there's a lot of variety, and you can't own them all. So I'm just like, shit. Like, I don't know which one to get. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm still a glutton for their Chrono Master Sea Diver, you know, whatever it is. 
They're like OG one that they launched. Yeah, Chronomaster Aviator Sea Diver. I only remember that's that because I was, it's I was missing Aviator. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. such a good watch, man. And I love how even though they release all these crazy cool models, they still remain very attractive in the price point and very very um, approachable. Yeah, this one comes in at nine fifty. Totally doable. Not too shabby. Totally doable. So definitely so, something to keep your eye out for coming out. I believe it was the 25th of May. Yeah, 25th so. of May. And then that Salmon Dial will be coming out, you know, shortly thereafter. Damn. <laughs> All right, let's go to a brand we haven't spoken a ton about on here, but Mito has an Ocean Star tribute uh, rendition. It's, I don't know what shade of blue this is, but it's got a, a gradient blue dial. And it comes on either a, a Milanese or a Tropic. And the shade of blue is just really, really nice. I don't really know how to, I don't know what you would even call this. I mean, it kind of reminds me of like the, the original Tudor sub blue. Yeah. A little yeah, bit a, yeah, around yeah, the yeah, bezel. For sure. for sure, for sure. But either way, I mean, these it's are. It's kind of like a grayish, like aquamarine color. Yes. Okay. Okay. And you go with that. It's It's beautiful. I mean, it really is $1,200 for this particular model. Um, there's a few, I think, that they've also kind of teased and, and quietly released throughout the year. Uh, throughout the year, So there's a few gradient versions. Like there's a gray kind of gradient. There's a red gradient. I was going to say, I know I, there's a red or an orange, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's This one is kind of the more recent release, and they're technically listing it as a special edition. Um, not limited to my understanding. But a special edition because it actually comes with the mesh bracelet and the tropic. Oh, baby! So it's actually a, a two for one here, uh, with the with this particular variation. Um, and it's a little bit more expensive than the standard Ocean Stars. Those will come in around nine ninety for the strap models. Um, but this is perfect at at twelve hundred for for nice Milanese mesh bracelet. Goes with the vintage aesthetic, eighty hour power reserve, day date. I yeah, mean, power mag and power mag eddy i mean this is a lot to to get in a very small package um and you get two great looks with this particular watch so uh i think it's i think it's very solid yeah 40 and one half millimeters so not too shabby at all in the dimensions department yeah yeah very very clean watch yeah and uh just because i'm thinking of blue watches i know you mentioned before the show um our friends over at mr jones making moves <laughs> right yes, yes. Right? making moves that is for sure um so if you didn't see this or catch it over the weekend uh basically i'm i'm convinced that uh we helped launch and catapult mr jones back into success we saw a feature in a lot of different brands uh and different blogs basically after we covered it on some of the episodes that we did early on right was that uh, the that was the 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 last year's father's day episode we were talking yes. about a fun watch for dad, and you mentioned the, what is it? I can't remember the name of it. It's like the it's lazy. A, it's afternoon. a perfect, a perfectly uh, lazy afternoon. Something like that. But since then, that watch has been everywhere, coincidentally. Yes, it it's it it has. Yeah, it's a it's a perfectly lazy afternoon. Oh, I'm sorry, a perfectly useless. Afternoon. Useless. That was it. Perfectly I knew, useless I knew it afternoon. Wasn't. Um, and basically up until now, this watch had been, you know, a quartz watch. There was a few different sizes. There was like a 41 or 42 millimeter. And then the kind of more classic reserve size was 37. 
Uh, Mr. Jones has now split the difference at 40 millimeters, but has made the watch fully mechanical, which I think is very cool. And I think for a lot of whists out there that were kind of like, ah, you know, this is a, you know, a watch that's cool, but, you know, it's not really going to, you know, stroke my my ego in the way that, you know, I can flip it over and look at the mechanical movement and all that stuff. Uh, now you can, uh, which I think is very cool. Um, it's a it's a very interesting timepiece. Obviously, has been very successful for them to opt to make it mechanical, uh, which I think is kind of funny because, as I mentioned, we talked about this last year, and it just has been consistently on people's minds since then. There was a dark edition that came out at one point too. There was like a didn't we see the black one? I think so. It was yeah. like it was like at night almost. Um, but but very cool to see them to to upgrade this watch into to a different version. Uh, with the automatic movement, so I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, let's talk Chris Ward. Chris Ward put out a watch simply called the Twelve. It's a titanium watch, and it comes in a variety of flavors. You have sort of a bright blue gradient, a purple, an ice, navy, and sort of a white and a gray. I think. Mm -hmm. Um, it's reminiscent. I've seen a lot of people say it looks like a Chapek. I. I'm inclined to agree. Um, what really is amazing about this watch is it comes in under nine millimeters thick. It's 40 mils, but it comes in under it's nine, insane. which is nuts with the Salita SW300. Um, given the sort of quirky style of the bracelet, it is 25 millimeters, but it's also, you're you're not going to change the bracelet on this watch. So No, it's totally integrated. <laughs> <laughs> so no biggie there. Um, but yeah, you get very much that Chapek style. I don't know what kind of bracelet you would call this, but it's... It's just a very aggressive tapered bracelet. And I mean, it's neat. Like you said, uh, it's definitely not for any uh, everybody. But I dig it. I mean, it's kind of got a little bit of an Aquaterra vibe with the six date. And even in even the hour markers. I mean, yeah, the hour, I hour markers when to I, me look very Seamaster Aquaterra. -esque. When I squint, I think Aquaterra. Um, yeah, it comes in at 1895, this bad boy. Um yeah, I feel like you're either going to love it or you're going to not so much. It's kind of how I feel. <laughs> well, to me, to me, this watch is very forward of, of Christopher Ward, uh, which I think is a good thing. You know, they they need to to diversify. They need to change. And they've been doing a lot of great things yeah. recently. Um, and for me, I think this is a step in the right direction. Now, stylistically, I'm not one for the integrated sports watch look. That's not a Christopher Ward slant. That's just in general, it's not my cup of tea, unless it's a very specific watch. But I'm not rushing out to buy these types of pieces. Uh, I think they have their certainly their moment, but I don't know if in the next five years we're all going to be like, ah, oh, remember when we all pulled the trigger on these watches and we're kind of like, it's not really the thing anymore. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I like the design overall. The dial texture is insane. The finish work is amazing. The thin, the thin profile of this watch, I think, is a Wild. huge selling point. Um, and if you look at the 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 product design shots of this of this watch, you have you know the scalloped bez the bezel that has its own polish, max you know uh, set against you know the angular sides of the case. You have the incredibly finished dial. There's a lot of attention to detail here. There's a lot of work that went into making this case and this bracelet design. And to make it a cohesive unit. So if you are on the fence about this watch, go get it. Because artistically, this is an amazing watch. 
from a brand that is still very accessible and very much setting the trend, in my opinion. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And I think, uh, you know, SeaWard's been sort of creeping their way up in past years. And now I think they're really, really going for it. I mean, the Bel Canto, this. But it's justifiable to me because if you're doing in-house movements, you're pushing technology, those are things that justify it. If you're just going to start sitting here arbitrarily raising prices because now you're more, you have much more notoriety behind you, yeah. I don't, I don't agree with that. But if you're innovating, you're creating complications, you're going in-house on a lot of pieces, to me, I'm willing to spend more money because I can understand the direction of your brand. That makes sense. It's the same conversation with Oris, right? Right. It's like Oris is like the value proposition for a lot of times, and now we're hitting that four to five range on some of these Oris models because they're in-house, because they're doing big power reserves, they're doing anti-magnetic technology. Those things make sense. That's just a natural progression of your R&D. It's yep. going to get more expensive, period. So, you know, get them while you still can. And then while they still are a value proposition. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Up next, we'll go Yema. This is an interesting release from them. And I guess I'm not really surprised. They very much go to the beat of their own drum with almost all their watches. And this is no exception. Totally. So this is the Urban Field Watch. Uh, you can get this in 37 and a half or 40. And a variety of bracelets, sort of a bond clip, uh, beads of rice, leather, um, and then this other one that we we don't know what to call it. They look like tiny pills. We're gonna go with the capsule link bracelet. Uh, yeah, just the capsule we, link. We came up on our own. Um, <laughs> don't don't stone us. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's our own, it's there's our own there's thing, no yeah. other way to describe this. I said it, it looks more like rice than the actual beads of rice, to be honest. Yeah, it does. Um, but it looks like a bunch of pills. So instead of saying yeah, pills, we went with capsule, capsule link. So shout out to Dragon Ball Z capsule core. There you go. <laughs> capsule core, right? Capsule core. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, just very, very interesting. This this specific bracelet. It look, it kind of looks like it's high polished too, which should be. It is. Should be very interesting, but the watch and, overall is is super out there. And for the no taper bros, keep it moving. Because oh yeah, not for you. <laughs> there's definitely no taper on this bracelet whatsoever. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's it's definitely very very interesting. So you have you know a mix of different indices. You have very skinny, very sharp hands. You've got an aggressive minute track. And it comes in a variety of flavors from sort of a champagne or mustard color, uh, a green, a blue, a black, and a silver. It has an SW2101B hand wind movement. And this watch is ridiculously thin at 7.8 millimeters, which is also nuts. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I like it a lot. I, I, I do too. This. I, I want to see too. this one in person because I think it's, it's funky to the point where I don't know if it's going to be too funky, but I'm, I'm down to find out. Yeah. It, it's, it's an interesting design. Um, not something I picked pictures from Yemen cause they typically do, I don't know, maybe much more traditional military watches is kind of a way to say it, but you know, I get a lot of Serica vibes from this. I yes. know you and I were talking about this offline. Um, obviously not the same at all, but you know, I get a lot of those kind of like 
revamped vintage military watch vibes, uh, which is something that Serica does really well. Uh, I think this kind of highlighted, you know, especially with the Bond clip bracelet um, and that kind of design, I think is 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 certainly something that Serica has has really worked on and and kind of made their own for a while. But I like the watch. I think it's very cool. It's very distinctive. My only gripe is I wish the handset was a little bit wider to to make it a little bit more legible against the dial, especially being that this is a military timepiece. Yep. You know, legibility is, is certainly a key factor there, but that's something that I could overlook. The The price point is pretty decent on this watch. The design colorations are pretty cool. I really like the silver dial with the black indexes. I think that's very hot. Um, I think it's a great design. And for a manual one movement, you know, it's obviously a Swiss made caliber. So, uh, I think you're 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 getting exactly what you need. Yeah, definitely. Again, another brand that's kind of been doing some funky stuff, sort of in their own little wheelhouse. But I I dig it. You know, I, I respect that. Um, I yeah. Before we go on, all right, Schmitty, what's going on with this, this Moon Swatch situation? What do you mean? Well, did you see the one they put out now? I it's did got the the pink loom, the pink loom, I tiny, saw. tiny little piece of pink. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know. The answer <laughs> is I don't know, but love it or hate it, I'm in. I'm in the neither camp at this point because for me, I still like the Moon Swatch. I still try to get them for people that want them. Um, I have respect for for what they're doing, but I can understand how it could be misconceived as a cash grab. But at the end of the day, that's what all watch sales are anyway. So. Uh, you're trying to sell stuff. So is it something I wish that they would change a little bit more? Absolutely. I think so. Um, but I don't know. I just know that they're going to sell out every single one of them. So, <laughs> you know, love it or hate it. You know, we can hate it from afar because we're not in Vegas, which I think was the U.S. launch location. Yeah, uh, I think so. I know our buddy Lorenzo and his whole crew got them. Uh, so if you want any live photos, bro, just hit up Lorenzo because he has it. Uh, he picked his up a few hours ago, but I mean, the lines are crazy. People bought them and there you go. Yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. I wish they would just change it around a little more as opposed to just. I, I, I agree. I agree. But maybe that's just this particular one that they're going to do this year in different variations for yeah. different launches to make it all slightly unique and special. And again, I think the biggest challenge for, for making this is, you know, technically this watch is a little bit more expensive than the rest of the collection. Right. But that's because of the alloy itself. So I'm wondering if they just really can't deviate too much from that because then it would drastically alter the price. And and that that completely unbiasedly is the only logical conclusion that I can come to as to why they don't. All right, I Who guess knows? we're going to find out. I guess we will find out. And the only other interesting thing I saw, I don't know if you saw this one. Uh, I usually can't stand Jacob & Co., but they did you see the little um, roulette watch they have? It's, so it's it. got it, it's got a roulette wheel in it, and you push the button, and it drops the ball, and it spins it. Okay. And then it, it comes up on a number eventually. It actually takes kind of a long time. But um, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of fun. I mean, I, I'm sure it's absurdly expensive and ridiculous, but... You push the button, it drops the ball, the roulette wheel goes around, and it comes up just like yeah, roulette. It's, it's, a, it's, is it the roulette tourbillon? I 
I'm sure it is. I didn't I didn't even get the name. I just kind of caught it in passing and I was like, that's cool. But it's not the Astronomia one, right? I'm not sure. I saw I saw so, a video. so there's so there's one that's like it it's basically mostly the roulette dial and it almost looks like a minute repeater lever on the side, but that's what it does. No, not that one. It's a different But then one. there's the Astronomia which has like the earth like a model of the Earth that spins around the dial. No, it's is not it the one? Astronomia. I think it's the other one. Okay, is it like just like a simple plane dial? Uh, I believe. Let me let me see if I can find it. It's uh, be Casino Roulette Turbion. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, it's the one I'm thinking of. So it's just a simple dial, it's just hour and minute. Yep, yep, yep. And then okay. around the outside is the roulette wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I could see some some D-Gen gamblers getting down on this, like on their private jet. They're like, all right, guys. And they just start throwing money in and taking bets on what's gonna come up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a this is a twin crown turbion. Yep, yep. Yeah, that very is. interesting. So you got one crown to, to wind it, one crown to set the time. Oof, good hope nobody breaks it. But it's yeah, cool. That was the other thing I thought of. How much would this be to service? So the retail price point from what it looks like is two hundred eighty thousand ah, U.S. Chump pocket change. Yeah. Um, seventy-two hour power reserve and forty-four millimeters of solid rose gold. Um, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's not inexpensive. Uh, I wasn't planning on getting one, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was not... a neat party trick. Not inexpensive um, by by any stretch. So, yeah, don't uh, don't break it. Nope, 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 nope. All right, our topic for this eve. I know it's a it's a wee bit it's a wee bit early in the month here, but we but like to be early. We do okay? like to be early. In fact, I checked, and we were we were this was around the time we were starting talking about our our summer watch choices previously. Um, we're not necessarily talking summer watches tonight, but uh, we decided to pass on a Mother's Day episode because I don't know. It just it's just, it's just not us. Well, we kind of <laughs> covered that last year too, right? You know, yeah. we did okay. like uh, what watches we would pick for our wives, kind of Mother's Day type situation, right? Isn't right. That, so that last year, in in the name of not getting too repetitive or predictable or whatever, um, we do have a, another holiday coming up later this month. Uh, and it kind of carries us through the summer and they all have a, a similar theme, right? Between Memorial Day, 4th of July, right? It's a very ending with uh, Labor Day. It's a very patriotic time of year. Yes. And so what better, at least in the States here, than a nice Pepsi colored watch? The good old red, white and blue, baby. Right. So I feel like, you know, it, certainly in recent years, Pepsi has made a, a comeback, right? Especially given that they brought back the, the Pepsi GMT from, you know, not just white gold. Because at one point, it was <laughs> yeah. only in white yeah, gold. Yeah, it was only in white gold. Right? Yes. They, I, they, how, they, how quickly we forget when, when Rolex slided us out. They're like, all right, the Pepsi's back, but only in precious. And everyone was like, oh, great. Yeah, so that was a, a, a white gold oyster. And then they brought it back in, you know, on Jubilee. 
in steel, right? And everybody kind of went bonkers. Then you got your your black beige. But wasn't the meteor, was the meteorite first? Oh, that's a good question. Or was it was it the steel oyster, then meteorite precious, then steel jubilee? You know, I don't remember the progression on that, but they definitely all came after the white gold. Yes, absolutely, for sure, without a doubt. So then you know you got your you got your your black bay GMT to sort of satisfy the masses, and then you had a lot of people fall in line. Now that doesn't mean that many of them weren't already making Pepsi watches, mm-hmm, but they mm-hmm. certainly we we certainly got a a bigger offering. Yes, of Pepsi between that drop and now, um, I know I own a few. I. I know you own at least one. Yeah, I I have a few red, white, and blue watches yeah. actually. Um, coincidentally, it lines up nicely with a few of my sports teams, being the Rangers and Giants and what have you. So it's always nice to be able to coordinate when you go to a game as well, just to be you know a little extra, <laughs> a little extra nerdy. Oh my god, uh, uh you. Yeah, half but no, I know exactly what you mean. So when I have, uh, to, when I have to support my Cowboys. It's always uh, blue and stars, so that's that's it for me. I know, I know, guys. I'm a Cowboys fan. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I was I was watching. Uh... It's fine, but not fine. <laughs> I was watching a, a, a Always Sunny rerun the other day, and he's like, and they're, they're at the Eagles Super Bowl, and he and the, he's like, "What are you talking about, Mac? You're a Cowboys fan." He goes, "I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm a Tony Romo fan." <laughs> and he's God. retired, so now I bleed green. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. Just, uh, the Cowboys, they always let me down. It's fine. It's fine. You had a good run in the 90s. It's fine. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, so we're talking Pepsi today. Uh, we're we're gonna rattle off some of our favorite Pepsis. Um maybe some some overlooked, some underrated Pepsis. I know that that's always sort of our angle. I mean, we, we obviously I just mentioned the Rolex, I just mentioned the Tudor. Um Although tutor, the new tutor, the new tutor's nice. It's it's making its way around. You know, it's got a lot of good reviews. People I know who have handled it have liked the Opaline. They've said it's really nice, including our buddy Matt McD. He said he's, mm-hmm. he's, yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. fan. Um, I know Lucy over in England. She's a fan with the UK. I'm sorry. I don't know what you guys call it these days. <laughs> but a lot of people have been saying a lot of good things about it. So I'll, I'll reserve my judgment until I see it. Um, I did have the... The blacked out version, I, I I did pass that on a little while ago, but um, you know it it kind of if I could be honest, it kind of suffers from a lot of the I don't want to say issues, but it's just it it's that first run of tutors were very clunky tool watch, yeah, and now I mean you you've seen in this episode we we've mentioned these watches coming out in in ridiculous slim contoured um streamlined dimensions now and when you throw something like that gmt back on your wrist it just feels like a refrigerator at some point yep yep and eventually i i I just got kind of tired of it so i moved along but it is what it is i enjoyed it i i you know i liked it a lot and i i'm glad that they're they're starting to really put work into their sort of streamlining their offering in that respect um i know a lot of people wanted that but uh that's probably all the Rolex talk we're going to have for quite a bit here. Um, I get, I will start it off here uh, going back to a watch that is also a sort of traveler's companion GMT. 
It's a vintage boy. Um, they do have a newer version of this, but I'm a big fan of the vintage one. Um, so Zodiac has an ah, arrow. I, I knew it. I knew you were gonna go. Yeah, it. and I remember, you know, it's funny, is I was I went I was on I was on Risk Check Pod and I was trying to remember the reference name of this watch. And I I what happens to me with this watch is it has the same name as another watch, right? Breitling Aerospace. Um, so I always in my head, when the name doesn't come to me, I just say it has same name as another watch. And I sit there and I I think of other watches with like sort of mm-hmm. uh aeronautical themes and I land on a bunch yeah. of them and none of them are right, but it's the aerospace, it's got you know your your 50-50 Pepsi bezel white dial. Yep. And good looking watch. Yeah, Such a good looking and watch. the old ones have this super cool bracelet on them. It's very vintage, yeah, very like jangly, but in like a good way. Yeah, it's like it's almost like a like an H link, but like a or like a ladder style bracelet. Right. Looks, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. It, it's such a cool, cool thing, and that those old Bakelite bezels, man, just can't beat them. I mean, you I, can't, I still, you can't beat them. You can't I still you, lust after those. those you light can't buildings. replicate it either. I mean, you could do all the sapphire you want, but at the end of the day, nothing beats the acrylic Bakelite. So, yeah, I mean, that's a killer watch, and and they they have a newer one where you can get sort of the the newer. Uh, motif and there's there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's it's and that was the one they did for toppers, right? It was like a special edition they did for toppers, which is the new red, white, and blue one. Oh, you know, what? I think you're right. I think that was a topper edition. Now that I think about it, I think you're right about that. Yeah, but yeah, so they brought it back again. The new ones are cool, but I'm I've become very much a, a an OG vintage bro in yeah. my my recent years, and so I'm all about that vintage one. Um, you know, but again, uh, Zodiac's come a long way. You know, our buddy Mike's doing doing killer things. That dude is everywhere, by the way. I don't know if you follow his stories, dude. He's like the traveling circus. Yeah, and he was and, wind and you, up next you thing, and you know, you and like Matt were talking quite a bit yeah. about Zodiac on uh, two episodes ago, and yeah, and I think you're right. You know, I still I still firmly stand by the the idea that Zodiac is a brand that's making a lot of aggressive moves, but still isn't quite getting the recognition it really does deserve. I mean, that ceramic um, is wild. <laughs> The ceramic, the rainbow, the sherbet, the, you know, I mean, the the lime popsicle, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> all of these, all of these watches are, are, are really, really well done. And I think that, you know, what I love about Zodiac is, again, they have their own design language. And, um, you know, they do things to kind of do the beat of their own drum, which I like. And... I mean this this super chroma the the rainbow skeletonized diver is is a perfect indication of that. Yeah. Nobody saw that coming. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Myself included. I mean, yeah, I could see the rainbow, but they're like, "You know what? We're going to rainbow it. We're going to make the hands super legible, which most brands don't do, and then we're going to skeletonize it." And you're like, "Damn." And all we got was a Kermit from Oris. So <laughs> You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. I don't know. They do their own thing. They have such an incredible back catalog as well, so I, I cannot wait to see what more comes out of from from this brand. So, yeah. Mike, tell the R and D boys at Zodiac that they're they're doing they're doing God's work. Uh, they're cl- they're pulling out some 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 cool stuff. So, thank you. And, and please bring back bring back another golf color. I mean, that's you know what happened is mm. everybody liked that watch before people were like w- warm on Zodiac again. And they were gone by the time anybody was like, yeah, you know what? I'll do it. I'll do it. And then they were all yep. gone. I remember yep. it was, it must have been wind up 20, 
18, 17. Anyway, okay. but Zodiac was down in, I remember the far end of the old venue and everybody who was in that corner was just like, is the Gulf here? And they're like, no, there are none left. They, they're they not coming back. There is no more Gulf. And they're like, oh, like that this was is, all. This is the, the light blue and orange yes. uh, GMT, right? Yes. Yes. Such a good color. Oh my God. But like, that was what pe- put Zodiac back on the map. That yeah. watch, you know, yeah. so good. So good. Yeah, that's uh, mm. yes, sir. Yeah, I still, I still want the aquamarine dream, but that's just me. I've seen, I've seen a ton of pictures of. Uh, still looks good. <sighs> yeah, every time it still looks good. Melts my heart. All right, buddy, lay one on me here. Okay, so I'm gonna go with an unconventional pick. Um, this is. Make sure I get the right uh, reference number for all you reference number bros out there. So it has two different reference numbers, but this is the Seiko 62 Moss Patty Edition. Okay. About 2017, 2018. Um, first reference code is SBDC055 or the SPB071J1. So I'm assuming that's not. Japanese domestic versus Japanese domestic is kind of what I what I what I think. Uh-huh. Um, I remember when these watch first came out, I fell in love with them. I think they're super cool. The dial is amazing. It's a nice kind of electric blue to black gradient, almost kind of like a James Cameron uh, deep sea effect. Yes, but you have the patty colorway there, so you have the red, white, and blue for the international patty uh, diving logo, which is fantastic. Uh, came on a nice silicone rubber strap. Everything about this watch is cool. It's a 62 Moss, so it's a, kind of that retro sport diver. Um, it had the older kind of like modern 62 Moss handset, so the broad arrow handset. Yep. But really cool watch. I own this watch personally, um, which is one of my favorite watches to wear on on holidays, um, specifically Memorial Day, Fourth of July, anything Flag Day, whatever it might be. Uh, these types, this type of watch is really really cool, and it gets a lot of attention. Plus the loom is insane, and uh, which is to be expected with Seiko. But I really do love the fact that this particular watch has bicolor loom, which is oh, kind yeah, of unusual really for cool. for Seiko. Yep. Um, as far as I understand, so certain parts of the markers are blue, certain parts of the hands are green, or or vice versa. So you can easily see uh, what it is differentiated from from everything else. And this is an upgraded movement. It's a six R fifteen not a 4R series. So it's actually a nicer uh, finished movement as well. Yeah. And is this, uh, that has a wave pattern on it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. almost got like, it's kind of a mix of a lot of things, but it's almost kind of got like a, like a 90s, 300 meters. Yeah. Wave dial motif to it. Um, and then you mix that with like the Rolex, you know, James Cameron, deep sea gradient. It's, it's kind of a funny, funny color or mashup watch, but uh, when you see it in person, it just works. Like it's so good, Very so nice. good. Yeah, and uh, I guess you know, I'll while we're here, I'll uh, I'll just uh, shoot the entire um, Seiko mother load off here. So, <laughs> I mean, Lord knows they do enough Pepsi. I mean, obviously the SKX 009 comes yep. to mind, and its counterpart, the seven uh, counterpart seven five four eight that uh norman schwarzkopf made popular mm. come to mind that was the um, quartz version right yes i that, yeah. I, I have that one 
Um, the Arnie that they just released, they have in just released the newer Arnie is they offer it in a Pepsi colorway, right? That 38 millimeter solar, they offer in a Pepsi colorway. Yep. And then my, probably my favorite Pepsi Seiko is the Pad Eye Turtle. Now the Pad Eye Turtle? So it's the, I believe it's SRP A21, I think it is. So it's Pepsi bezel, but blue dial. Yeah. It's got like a, a sunburst blue dial on it. And they just nailed the color on the blue. Yeah. So, I have that one. So good. I have that watch. I used to wear that with my Ranger jersey every time I went to the garden. And every time I'd be like, this blue is yeah. just when you, when you see it in, in natural light is when it really sings. When you see it in natural light, it, it, it's beautiful. It's a sunray finish blue. It's gorgeous. And I love the fact that it's not overly Pepsi because you only have you know a certain quarter portion of the of the bezel that's going to be in the in the alternate color. Right. Um but it's such a good looking watch. I was I was actually wearing it earlier today because <laughs> I was thinking about what we were gonna do for the episode. I was like, I need to get in the right mindset. And I didn't put it, I didn't pick that watch specifically because I was like, you know what? Bro's probably gonna pick this one. Oh, hundred percent. So I need to I need to go a little bit off the beaten path and pick something that most people probably haven't seen. Or if they have seen it, it's been a long time since they thought about it. So yeah, and just the the red outline on the minute hand contrasting against that blue dial is just yeah, it's the best. I every time I look at Daddy it, I'm like, Turtle, this baby. is great. This is great, and I that that has stood the test of time for me. No, I mean, and and I think if if I remember correctly, that was one of the first really kind of cool turtles that came out because you had yeah. like the regular versions, and then the Patty Turtle came out, and it was like, whoa, yeah, this is cool. out there. It was out there for the time, you know. Now we're like, God, there's Patty on every Seiko out there, you know. But uh, at the time, that was that was certainly very different and and very cool for them to to do that collaboration. Definitely. So I want I wanted to get all the Seikos out in one shot because Lord <laughs> knows I have enough of them, and I, I I could probably go on longer, but I digress. Um, I will give you uh, another here. Well, you know what. I'm going to get this one out of the way too, because I feel like everybody probably already said this one to themselves with probably a little bit of an eye roll, but I'm going to give the props to the Timex Q. Yep. I knew it. And QGMT. Yep. Cause they, they dropped that in Pepsi also, but the Timex Q man, that was such a phenomenon. Like thinking oh back God. on that, I know, I know now we kind of take it for granted and it's here it's, and everybody it's has saved one Timex. whatever. It saved Timex. But when that came out, and again, it was, this was during the Pepsi craze, right? The Pepsi GMT was all the rage. Couldn't get one. Impossible. Hottest watch on the market. And then all of a sudden, these came along, and everybody could get one. And it, initially, you couldn't. But once yeah. they restocked, you could. And every single person but had you, one. But you remember when when Houdinki wrote the article about this, everyone went into a frenzy about this watch. And they sold out in minutes. These were selling for 500 bucks on eBay. Yeah. It was absolutely insane. And I had a buddy of mine um, who the, 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 the Q Timex that I have is actually the one that he gave to me because he bought the second version. He bought the restock. Okay. So he saw he couldn't get the original drop, and he's like, you know what? I'll wait, and they restock it, and it's meant to be, then, then I'll get it. And he got it, and I was just like, 
this is so freaking cool. And he's like, just take it. It's like 180 bucks or whatever it is, you know, at the time or whatever it was. There's still 189 now, but um, it was. I just remember thinking like, how cool a watch could be that's so simple and so basic, and yet make you feel things that watches hadn't really made you feel in a while. The idea of nostalgia, the idea uh, idea of good build quality for something that was relatively inexpensive. Now the bracelet sucks. We all know that it will shred your arms. But as a good boy from Strap Habit came out, he's got his new launch of Q. Um, interchangeable right. strap. So I'm going <laughs> to plug that for him right there. But uh, a phenomenal, a phenomenal watch for for not a lot of money, and it's just a cool watch because. You know, I've seen so many people wear this watch, you know, in the different variations that are not even watch collectors. They just like, this watch is cool, and I wanted to buy it. You know what I mean? And to me, that's when you know watches hit peak mainstream pop culture is when even outside of the fringe community that that really supports it, you still have people wearing it. And I think that that's cool. And I really do believe this watch changed Timex for the better. Like this, this watch had to have saved the company because you can only sell so many easy readers to geriatrics and, before you're about to go insolvent. And uh, the Snoopy Marlin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, but this was the first one. Like, this was yeah. the first collectible Timex in I don't know sixty years. You know what I mean? Like, nobody was rushing out to buy an Iron Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. And and today. Didn't they, didn't they just do a release with Huckberry, like yep. Timex, and they did an Iron Man, like, 90s reissue or something like that? You think anybody would have really cared about that watch if this if this watch hadn't laid the groundwork? If this watch hadn't gotten people to think about Timex again? Hell no. They'd be like, why are you doing this? This is irrelevant. No, this was a, a cool release. It got people sort of warming up to quartz again yeah right you had the neat little battery hatch in the back you could change the battery yourself with just a coin which is, which is how the timexes used to be back yeah. in the 70s yep. but i think it was it was a lot of nostalgia it was fun it was priced right yes right and it came at a time where it was just very on trend and boy it it took off i mean again i'm gonna stand by it it i i do believe this and the manual wine marlin like catapulted Timex into relevancy and really helped to shape a new generation of Timex owners for, for the next generation. You know what I mean? Yep. That, I mean, we wouldn't have a quartz cued chronograph GMT without this type of watch starting, starting to, to, to blaze a trail. So um, I think it's cool, man. I love it. I know it was on my list. So um, there you go. All right, broski, you're up. Okay, so if we're going with a slightly more affordable piece, uh, I'm still going to go mechanical because I think that that's kind of cool. Uh, we've talked about this one a little while ago. Eh, it's probably been maybe six, seven months ago, but this is the Bulova A11 Hack, specifically the Blue Dot, mm -hmm. uh, which is a more recent color edition. Uh, it comes in a brown, like, NATO strappy thing. Which can certainly work, but uh, you know, if you really want to make it super patriotic, you can swap that out for, for something more red, white, and blue. But the dial is a, a beautiful shade of blue. It's got the nice bright white kind of Flieger pilot style hands with a nice red needle point. 
uh, secondhand. To me, it's just very low-key, very classic. 37 millimeters, so for those of you that might be smaller-wristed, uh, perfect watch for, for you. And uh, I think it's... I think it's just good looking. It's subtle. It's low key. Uh, if you want to feel patriotic without being too crazy, then then go with something like this. Yeah, and I think this uh, sort of very aggressive bezel it has on it takes a pretty tame, plain looking watch and kind of dresses it up like uh, yep. really, you know, makes it pop a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, you get the the military vibe, you get the pilot vibe. And you get it in sort of a fun color situation here. Uh, it's classy. You know, it'll work on anybody. It's a can't miss in that regard. And, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people are a fan of this watch. I mean, after after we had spoken about it, I know it showed up uh, in a few places. I think it showed up on Warren and Wound. And then uh, I, I saw it in a few places. I was like, oh, other, yeah. other people are into this watch, too. All right. So that's cool. Like, you know, it's always yeah. neat to see, like, especially brands like Bulova, because, you know, they're out there and, you know, they make decent stuff i mean you know they make a, a pretty wide array of things but to see that they're you know they get a little recognition once in a while for doing some good stuff is nice yeah uh, i agree yeah i i also had a couple of uh bull of us sort of just jotted down um we i've spoken before about the, the bull of a surfboard yep they have that in two different red white and blue colorways yes so they have a white dial blue surfboard blue dial White surfboard? White surfboard, I think it is. And you know what's funny is I, I actually, in in uh, browsing them, I actually found out Invicta has a surfboard. They do. I they, saw it today saw as well. Yes. <laughs> I, I think they call that line the speed timer or something like um, that. I'm like, wow. I was just like, oh, man, an Invicta surfboard. Who knew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that too. I was like, ah, oh, God. That was an interesting little nugget. So cringe. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, you know, Bulova, very cool company. Very, I don't want to say they're off the radar. Like, I, I know people know they exist, and I know they are indeed a, a popular company. People buy their stuff, but just I feel like at, at times they don't get the shine maybe that they they deserve in some of those regards. Yeah, yeah, I can I, I can see that for sure. Um, you have the right. stars and stripes on there too. Yeah, and also now there's the stars and stripes, and then there there were. There's two different versions I was thinking of. They're not both stars and stripes. One of them has like the the stars and stripes has the like the firecracker hands, right? Yes. Yeah. They so literally look like fire straight out like of rock, straight like, out of Fourth of July. Yeah, exactly. They look like rockets, bottle rockets. Yeah, and I couldn't find what the other one I was thinking of was. They made a version similar to that that was more expensive. It was like two or three grand or something, or maybe four. But I I couldn't find what it was. But I I remember it. And I remember it was super patriotic looking. And I was like. I, I think it had like a striped second hand or something like it reminded me of that stars and stripes, but it was, it was definitely in the more expensive range. And I, I for some reason, I can't remember the name of it or, or, or any uh, defining characteristics enough to, to, to find it, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, it's, it's escaping me at the moment, but yeah, that, that stars and stripes definitely, definitely came to mind. Like if there, if there's a, murica watch like that's it <laughs> yeah i mean especially for something like fourth of july where the hands are literally rockets you know what i mean yeah i, I think it's very very cool yeah. yeah could you imagine if you found an original that would be so awesome yeah yeah the the og would be cool um 
you know, I, I'm I'm astonished we we haven't we haven't stumbled on an, an omega yet there, Schmitty. <laughs> I'm keeping it in the pipeline. All right, well, I got two. So which one do you have? Why don't you tell me what you have, and I'll tell you which one. All right, I will go. I will go with the one that I think you don't have. Okay. I will go with the 300 meter commander's watch. Ooh, good choice. I did okay. not pick that I, one. Yeah, I, did. I knew that wasn't the one you went with. I know which one you took. But <laughs> okay, I'm curious. But the, know, the, so I but the hear if you know for those really who don't know, the the commander's watch is sort of the 007 era. Uh. The Brosnan era uh Seamaster 300 meter, except it's got a white dial and it's got uh you know blue and red accents. It's it does have sort of the 007 second hand that I know a lot of people are not fans of, but it's red and it, it pops really, really hard against the dial. But uh, you know, I, I, I always have loved that era of 300 meter. And so for and the me, movement's super cool on this. For one. me, it's a hit. Um, I know probably for not for everybody, but I like it. Well, back back when I was still in retail and selling watches, this was one of the ones that I sold. It was kind of like the last thing that I was selling. Um, very cool watch, and the case back is phenomenal. It's a very, very, very cool case back. Well, I should say it's it's an exposed case back, so you're actually seeing the movement, but the movement itself is very well decorated, very well finished, and it looks very cool because it's the only other watch that looked like this. Um. All right. Also, so if you, so, I also so, like the red, the red numeral in the the date. Yeah. So so I think um, I think if I remember correctly, it's. I want to say it's a roulette date. I want to say it's a roulette date. I cannot remember though. But either way, it's cool. And the bezel. I don't know if you knew the, if you knew this, bro. Uh, the bezel actually the the fifteen minute scale is actually red rubber. Is it? I didn't know. Yeah, that. it's injected red rubber into the into the ceramic. So very odd technologies and and finishing that went into the commander's watch, which is why I low key love it. Um, again, my only gripe, if if you will, would be the 007 on the second hand. I could do without that, um, but overall, I think the watch is very cool. Um, they're starting to see the prices come up quite a bit on those. I was looking at them today, and I was like. Seven grand, eight yeah. grand. I was uh, like, uh, that's a few thousand dollars more than it was actually sold for in the stores. Um, because I remember I think they were right around the five to six thousand dollar price point, uh, which is kind of cool to see them continuing to go up. So, very cool watch. So, I want to hear from you which one you think I picked. I thought you took the Planet Ocean Olympic. Planet Ocean Olympic. It's an Olympic version Planet Ocean. But it's Olympic Planet Ocean. Yeah. Oh, is it the blue dial? Yeah, so blue dial, blue bezel, red, uh, 15 minute scale. And then it comes on like a, a red a and blue, blue and red rubber. Yep, yeah, that's the one. That's the one I thought so, you had. So I don't have that one. Okay. All right. I have the later version of it. Which is basically done for the America's Cup, the 36th anniversary. America's oh Cup. yes, we talked about this one before. So this is a white dial Planet Ocean. Yeah, I see that. Uh, blue ceramic bezel, the white, and the uh, the I'm sorry, the first five minutes of the countdown bezel are in white ceramic. The next five are in red ceramic. So what makes this bezel cool? 
is Omega was able to combine three different colors of ceramic into the same bezel. First company in the world to do it, which I absolutely love. Um, this was done for the 36th, uh, 36th America's Cup. I keep wanting to say anniversary. It's not an anniversary. 36th America's Cup. Uh, so you have a blue second hand with the little America's Cup mug on the back, mm-hmm. the trophy itself. And on the case back, you have kind of this mug um, uh, trophy pattern as well. They call it the old mug, by the way. That's why I keep saying mug. They call <laughs> it the old mug, uh, which is a giant trophy for all America's Cup winners. And they have kind of this repeating pattern outward. Uh, this is a very cool watch in person. The dial is super, super, super bright white. Uh, so to me, this is be like the ultimate patriotic Omega out there. This one's hot. Long yes. since sold out, unfortunately, because it was a limited edition, but very, very cool watch. Yes, yeah, seeing the actual photos of it, that white is bright. It's crisp. It's crisp. It's like snow white. Yeah. Jeez. But yeah, no, that's that's out there. That's not that is not what I I had picked out for you. I almost got it, but it wasn't it. <laughs> you were close. I will say that you were very close. Yeah. And you were correct. But that this is one, a this one a was just one step further with the red, white, and blue. The the commander's watch is it indeed a roulette tape. Ah, I see, okay, man, I still got it after all these. Years. And you know what's weird is I'm you know what it is I'm used to the roulette having the for some reason I'm used to roulette having red on even numbers, and on this one okay. it's on the odd. It's on the odds, yeah. So yeah, that yeah. that threw me for a little bit of a loop, and most of the product photos have. Seven, probably because of 007. 007, so, yes. So it's yes, yes. You know, a little uh, off-putting in that regard. But um, but yeah, another good pick. Um, I guess in this, the name of time here, um, I'll just rattle off. I got three more left. I got the Aqua Racer GMT, which is just a okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Pepsi bezel, yep. Yep. black yep. dial. It has uh, you know, the, the sort of striped dial to it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The Aqua Scaf GMT, the Baltic. Ooh, a little out there, a little off the off the path there, but it's it's you know it's their aqua scaf with uh, basically a red blue vessel, <laughs> and then of course I I think it would be wrong not to mention the Orient Mako. Ooh, okay, good, right? Yeah. Orient Mako. I mean, it started so many people's collecting journeys. Why not? Has to has to be there. <laughs> I agree as well. Now, I will say my last pick for for what I have is a little bit off the cuff, I think, uh, especially because it was a capsule collection piece. But uh, my last pick is the Breitling Navitimer Pan Am. Okay. That's a good one. I love this watch. That's a good one. I don't have the $9,000 to throw down and buy a Breitling. Um, or else I would own it. But uh, as soon as this watch came out a few years ago, I fell in love with the watch immediately. I love the colorway. I love the play of of the red, white, and blue and the concentric portions of the scale. I love the fact that it came on several different bracelet options: leather, you know, uh, '70s like metal rivet hole bracelet. Then you had the Milanese mesh bracelet, which Breitling does so well. It, it it's really a phenomenal watch, and I love it because it's. A 70s Navitimer. Yeah, it is. Right? It's got the block hands and markers. 
It's got the block and stick uh, uh, markers for the sub dials for the chrono. It's just a very cool watch and a beautiful use of color. I absolutely love it. Now, I don't understand the Pan Am affiliation at all because Breitling didn't do anything with Pan Am. <laughs> as we know, and Pan Am has long been defunct as an airline company for many, many, many years. So I'm not sure how they secured the licensing for this particular uh, collaboration because it does have the Pan Am logo on the back. Okay. But regardless, I think it's a very cool watch. Um, I've always been enamored with it. I've always loved the design. I think it's so, so 70s. And and in many ways, kind of the anti-Avatimer. I don't know. Yeah. It feels different to me. I mean, I it's just everything that your traditional Navitimer is not. It's bright. <laughs> it's way out there. Right. This doesn't this doesn't necessarily read particularly military or nautical or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's just very bold <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's definitely an out there pick. I I you know, I completely forgot this existed. I think a lot of people have, and I think it's such a cool, like hidden gem Navitimer that like if I could if I had the money to go and, and throw down for a Brightling, this is this would be on my very short list. This is just cool. It's different. And sure you know is. me in my collection, I don't like to have the same stuff that everyone else has. So if I if I'm gonna show up to the meetup with a Navitimer, like this is the one I'm bringing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. All right then. Uh I guess I guess that's it then. Huh? I guess we can call this one. We have uh, exhausted our Pepsi list here. <laughs> and that's time for a Pepsi. Yeah, exactly. My 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 uh, throat is a little bit hoarse. Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> I ate a lot of salty food tonight, so yeah, a lot of a lot of fajitas, <laughs> a lot of walk. So uh, again, thanks to the listeners for joining us. All hundred thousand times, allegedly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, we can continue to bring that for you every week, and uh, you'll continue to enjoy it and join us. So, thanks again. We'll catch you next week on Wrist Cheese Radio. Thanks, Later. guys. Bye.